Hola! Look at us being consistent. Another episode following or rather back to back. So today I'm hanging out with one of my very good friends was ideally my deathmate back at the office until uh, COVID happened and uh, he's going to be the beginning of my mini series on the conversation I'd said I'd have around the different perspectives with regards to you know why isn't an ordinary an ordinary why why isn't an ordinary life um enough and the whole idea around you can achieve anything you set your mind out to and how dangerous uh, mentality that could be to some extent and i figured why well, what better way to start this conversation with Jen with a Gen Z. So here goes. Um Karibu Sana. Wari. Whoop whoop. I'm the Gen Z. <laughs> yes. Denis Wari is my name. I'm now I now have a new title. Mm-hmm. Gen Z. Uh formerly your deskmate. So now do you even think we'll ever go back to the office by the way? Imagine I actually don't look forward to it, do you? No, or oh, I can't nod my head because now <laughs> <laughs> I was nodding no, but it, I think I don't know. Yeah. Only time will tell. Do you know funny enough I was in the cl- ah I was at the clinic in the office, Josie, and they were asking when are we coming back. Like they actually miss us because of all the other things that the ecosystem. Uh, the, the ecosystem. Like when it's lunch, they don't have a cafeteria, they have to keep going out there, all those things. There's and something. I was like, God forbid I don't want to come back. And then it has changed that place. I was, mm. I was passing there today, it's so different. Anyway, we've already digressed. <laughs> So, uh-huh. uh, thank you for hosting me. So I'm being hosted. By You're very welcome. Carol with a K. I have a cocktail over here. I've had some amazing lunch. This is a elusive lunch of ours. We've been planning it for all long. For one year, <laughs> but it was worth it, by the way. That chicken piece was big. Like <laughs> it was a one piece, but it was a a, a good. Any you only take out was the size of the chicken, not even the flavor. The flavor, the size, all the it, it was just too much for me. So thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, that was like so long ago. We had to start recording this. Like, it, yeah. How anyway, many hours ago? Now we are here. Yeah. So yeah, there's a video. I watched the video. I think mm. you played. Yeah. So um, I remember I sent you the video around that conversation I wanted us to have around. You know why isn't an ordinary life good enough anymore? why are we always just striving for fame or just striving to be that exceptional person or that exceptional being and the fact that you know even having that mentality of you can achieve anything and everything to some extent it's actually and it from the video right uh it depicted that it's actually quite a dangerous mentality to have and I just wanted to understand, to get your thoughts on that. The reason why is Instagram. I've just figured it out. Because you're <laughs> Instagram. asking why we feel like we need to achieve it's Instagram. Because I think nowadays, success has been over-glorified. And yeah. it's also available. Like if, like if I go to Instagram, I'll see today is January. Mm. Can we say the date? Today is January. Yeah. So that you know when you how long you take to edit your podcast. <laughs> today is January 8th. Put me on the spot, so This you? one comes on Feb. We recorded it on January 8th. Life um, happens. Right now, if you go on Instagram, mm. you'll see people are still in Lamu. Uh, people are still living their good lives. You'll see someone has bought a new car. Someone has bought an iPhone 12. You see, success has now been put right on top of your face, which I feel like wasn't mm. the case a while ago. Uh, back in like the 70s. I'm <laughs> just a few years ago before Instagram, even maybe 10 years ago or 20 mm. years ago. And so, like, even if you're not successful, it wasn't really in your face. Because you could just be with your 310 and you think you're the coolest person and you're happy. We were the coolest people, yeah, or rather my mother so was. now I think because of that uh, Instagram culture and the internet and how, even now LinkedIn, I was telling you how I just logged into LinkedIn and I'm seeing someone started her first day at Samsung Electronics. Oh yeah. I'm like, bruh, you're just trying to look for a job, maybe you're unemployed and then you're just seeing everybody succeeding. So that kind of makes you feel an extra level of pressure to... Like you're just saying everybody is achieving everything they set out to do and you you're just there in your but that's what's sad in terms of you know everybody is just always showing the beautiful part about their lives nobody is ever showing 
you know, they struggle to get to where they were. Like that person you were looking at, sharing on LinkedIn, that they started their new job, which, whichever country that was. Nobody ever tells you how gruesome probably the interview was, how hard it was, uh, what they had to do, how much research, or did they even need to call people to just guide them through it all or help them open doors? And it's such a sad thing. So yes, I agree in terms of the internet and social media and social media. The fact that now we have a channel where all we do is just show off and that intimidates so many people or just makes people feel so bad. Yeah, but I think sometimes it's not really showing off. Like, so the people who are show offs, like intentionally showing off, mm-hmm. but then also people like good stories. So even me, I'd want to say of the day that I went to bowl or to, to zipline, because that's a good thing. I don't do that every day. I maybe ziplined twice in the year. So yes, we like to celebrate the great experiences we're having. Yeah. Yeah. But by extension, that creates this whole idea of, what's the right word? It's not a competition. Even a competition. It creates a sense of competitive. Yeah, because you see, you see you, someone is doing this, so you're like, hey, and yeah, I need even to, me, hey, I need to have something. I've stayed at home for so long. Quenny, what am I, I doing I need wrong? something to show off. And it's... Not show off, I just need something to do, something to feel a bit... Um, and I think we should get to the video, because even that thing for when you see someone with a Ferrari, hmm. it says a lot about them more than anything else. Um, but... Yeah, that's, that's one. And then also, two, I think people also appreciate good stories as well. So if you post... Like a fancy meal versus a not so fancy meal. Even the responses you get will tell you what you need to be posting more of. So it's that yeah. thing for people also just glorify, over glorify, I'd say, uh, success, which now has the negative effect of making it seem like if you're not achieving your dreams or if you're not living your best life, you're not really doing anything. And mind you, we're not actually even exempt to it. Like me and you are culprits of that. Like <laughs> we show off. Not sure. We celebrate the best of our experiences. And in some way, by the way, other people look up to us or, you know, desire to have that. And they will go out of their way. Maybe some the other people who will manage to do it comfortably. But there will always be that majority that will try to go out of their way to have that same experience. And yeah, I'll play that video where we can actually just pick out and break down the conversation around this topic but it also plays into the fact the known fact right now that or what is being said that you know most of the influencers nowadays you know they show off the big life the good life the way they're living it up and half the time they actually don't have much to to their name you can't And in fact, uh, people and that's too to much pressure. Like I, I get so tired. If even a small thing like this, like just being consistent on having an episode continuously on my podcast, like you know the renowned podcast people, the people who are actually making it. Now imagine somebody was just trying to make it as an influencer, and you have to match up to oh, these guys who've already made it. They're called content creators. Wow. Nobody calls themselves that. Hi, my name is Dennis. I'm an influencer. Shut up. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> from from us, the consumers, we call them influencers. Mm-hmm. Maybe now you can call on it content creator because we're in that space as well. Me, I'm yet to even call yourself a call, creator. Yeah, because I don't feel like I'm there yet. You're creating yeah, I'm just everybody getting acts, by. Okay, like, everybody's a content creator. If you're on the internet mm-hmm. and you post anything, that's content. But that's a whole other discussion about <laughs> what is content and what is just you posting your your selfies online. So, Sawa, let me play this video. So we'll pause in between and just give our takes on different yeah. parts. The first question we're likely to encounter in a new meeting with somebody is what do you do? And according to how you answer that question, you'll either be you know praised and become a subject of interest or you'll be left alone by the peanuts. And this suggests to me that we live in a world of snobs. And Are you a snob? <laughs> That's your take out. Because <laughs> I wanted to ask you a question before I answer. I'm not a snob. Yeah. The question is, uh, have you found yourself guilty of, of trying to find out what people do and judging them for it? 
Personally, I think I have. Me too. Yeah, it's it's just it's just so honest. natural when you just especially if you you're chilling with a new crowd. Mm-hmm. So right away you just want to understand that first of all even from a security perspective, which <laughs> means you can feel safe with this crowd because you see nowadays you can be too trusting on the wrong people, which can end up badly. So I feel guilty myself of wanting really to find out what you do. And then what I didn't know is that I then use that answer to judge you and come up with some conclusions. I just thought I just wanted to just understand you better. <laughs> now I'm realizing maybe not the case. I am a culprit to that as well. But actually in this exact moment when you've shot that question at me, it's made me realize that sometimes when I actually shoot that question of what do you do, it's probably even to help me be able to have a conversation with you, create you know, be able to figure to out what like conversations can we have. Like, exactly. am I just which is, a, which is already judgmental because you're like, there's certain conversations you can have with certain people that you can't have with other people. Are you saying something close to that? It's based off the just their understanding. So there are people. So okay, let's say something a, like politics. A, you you a, can have that conversation with absolutely anybody. Now, like in our fields, let's say it's marketing. You might meet no, with somebody. Let me give you a scenario. Uh-huh. Do you want to meet a chick or a dude? I'm thinking of both because I, I, I let's ask say you meet a both genders. Or a okay, whatever. What do you do? So, person A tells you they are a lawyer mm-hmm. in a in a law firm X. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good example. Let yeah. me take, let me start again. Mm-hmm. So they tell you they're like a software developer at Microsoft. I think that's too specific, but it can go. <laughs> and then person B tells you yeah. they they are a content creator, but they are, they are, they are, they are, they are yet to, they, they're thinking of starting a channel. In fact, yeah. that's the word they can use. So I'm just thinking of starting a channel. Um, I, I lost my job. Oh, mm. I'm just trying to get back, blah, blah, blah. Will you treat the same people, the two people the same or similarly, or there's some judgment that will be passed across just... There's no judgment. Actually, even when you're giving those examples, now I was trying to figure out, okay, thinking on my feet, what conversations will I have with this person who's an engineer? Like, software developer. I know nothing about, you know, softwares and whatnot. So in that moment, it's just to help me try and figure out, okay, what conversations would be fruitful when you're having with this person what conversations are relevant to this person when it comes to the content creator i'll be able to understand this what she's into and then we can have a conversation around that and you can actually learn something from that it won't be that at now i'll just be there wondering any of all careers you could have got content no my mind doesn't go like that as a fellow content creator Ah, but i think what i've learned from my asking you i've also reflected upon that yeah for me i'd I'd lean towards the guy who works at a big tech company so you you already judging judging i'm I'm admitting that for me i'd be more interested to just engage that person more than this other person um, I didn't know that. I, di- I didn't know that until now. I'm just realized. <laughs> so if, if yeah, if, unconscious bias. Yeah. Ah no. For me, it's just being able to think on my feet. Okay, cause me I can't stand awkward silences. Can you imagine being sitting next to somebody and you have no conversation? Like you're even dreading. Oh my, it's one one of those one-liners. He asks you something. Mm. You answer one word. Yeah, it's like you That's it. I die, but um, we live and learn too. So let's continue. You have technical difficulties. <laughs> this video won't play. Um, so let's just continue with the next part. Snob is really anyone who takes a small part of you and uses that to come to a universal and rigid sense of who you are and how much you matter. And the kind oh, of snobbery you. that is dominant in the world today <laughs> is not around bloodlines or lineage or your closeness to the queen of england as it used to be but what job you have and in particular how impressive your powers of financial accumulation are and according to that criteria people will judge you immediately so it's sometimes said that we live in a materialistic world can i actually say something about that throughout my career experience i've been blessed to work in very good companies and there's a sense of pride when you're actually saying yes i work here and there but i realized you're just waiting for that question <laughs> like when are they gonna ask where you are no! <laughs> but i'm no, just joking that enough, right uh-huh. because i've worked in good companies blue chip companies blue chip companies um to some extent i never wanted to divulge that because now i know i will be judged by a different standard or i might not become 
suddenly interesting because of my line of work and probably what opportunities can come about that so half the time i've always felt this sense of you know as soon as i say where i work or where i've worked it kind of you know there's like they lighten up they get yeah. excited and it's a scary feeling because now from there on you never know whether this person is actually interested in you for you or they're interested in the work. opportunities that they're seeing you can yeah. avail and yeah. that or the, or the what the, the the imagination of what where you work means because for me unfortunately i've not been <laughs> <laughs> and like you i've not had i've not worked in blue chip companies all through in mm. fact i recently just started working in a blue chip I, i've started in a startup where you tell people where you work you start to first of all introducing the company yeah. what they do i remember like, i love you like you, you don't know as in you don't know as, imagine as you know, they still don't understand what that company yeah, so, still does exactly so i've been there i've been in that space and then i've also come to a company that's in the middle i'd say where some people know it and like it some people don't and then now to move into what you're saying where you drop a name and then now guys just that just changes the conversation and the, it shifts to to talking about that which can also be um in a, in a negative can also yeah. be a bad thing because probably guys will, will kind of use that now to steer the conversation towards their their, their direction yeah and it's it's such a scary thing but right we continue i think we live in a materialistic world we simply live in a world where material accumulation has become the gateway to the respect and love that we all crave it's not really the riches and the you know fast cars etc that we crave it's of, the uh, honor and l- do you agree with that statement because i feel like do you feel do you have anyone who mm. you respect just because of what they have achieved or what accumulations of wealth they have amassed over time because i feel like uh this I, i i picked it when i went to shags shags people when you come with a big car already guys start treating you like you're the bazoo <laughs> but it's just a car as in maybe you're not even a, 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 a humble person you're not a charitable person you don't have qualities of a good person but just that materialistic uh, or the car you drive really makes people treat you very differently and respect you i think the word there is respect I've I've been guilty of that myself. Mm, from my perspective or maybe and I'm not speaking for everybody but like from a lady's perspective when I'm in the company of a guy he may have come in looking just so ragged and whatever <laughs> <laughs> and then he opens his mouth and he actually speaks stuff and then he actually talks about uh things that actually give that connotation that you know he's actually doing well for himself there is a way a level of interest just suddenly is it materialistic things when you you're so you're so vague <laughs> what <laughs> things that's so blank so no, safe no let me tell you i cannot like stand like if he picks a call and he's like oh ah uh, you didn't get my check for 3 minutes now those ones stand me off they put so, me uh, off so give bad give examples no examples of when you talk of let's say something you've accomplished or something you are working on and then you understand that is it materialistic because that's the that's what we're talking about some like maybe they talk about okay just proceed but is no, it materialistic it, yeah to some extent it is because exactly. it won't be just um what are they it won't be Charity. general mm-hmm. things but it could be things that Uh, maybe I was doing this deal and that that was happening you learned this and that or maybe I was trying to want you know, get something called humble brag you know how to humble brag mm-hmm. where you you don't brag like uh, like um outrightly where you just say I'm going to calls next week nini you're like what you know like uh, uh, my phone kind of takes a small scratch I'm like you know I can't afford to lose this phone cuz I just got this phone last week after losing my phone yeah. so you're like still a brag Yeah, it's, not can... it's just when you realize that you can actually from a conversation you can actually take out somebody's work ethic how much they work and how big they think in terms of everything that they're working on mm. but then obviously there is that there's some there can be somebody who can walk that, in yeah. looks absolutely horrible but then when they're leaving you see they they're driving a certain, driving a certain car and you're like ah okay you give him a second chance not really a second chance in that moment you actually feel like 
um you could give them a bit more credit not like a second chance yeah. if you are disgusting you are just disgusting I mean, they just if let's say you're losing interest it's it's like a percentage so they worked in because you look at them it. differently yeah. let's look at it that so okay. we've already had our encounter mm. you probably bought me or you're interesting and then you went to your car and i probably saw what you're driving or um i don't know whatever or where you were dropped or how you carried yourself after there's a way you look at them differently it doesn't necessarily mean that they become you 100% attractive, but you look at them differently because now there's a new element you've learned of themselves. Which is a materialistic point. It is. Saying. I'm not even lying. Yeah, but you've really struggled to admit that. No, but I feel to some extent it is. Okay. I get what you mean. Love, if you like, that they are a conduit to, that they are perhaps the only conduit to. And that's, that's a different way of looking at so-called greed. The next time you drive... Those of you walk down the road and you see somebody driving a Ferrari, don't think this is somebody who's greedy, who's materialistic. Think first and foremost, this is somebody with an incredibly intense need for love, like who has part. not been able to find the honor and respect they need in normal ways, and therefore they're needing so much more stuff in order to feel they have the right to exist. If you can deal with just riding a bike through town and just maybe you can finish that. We've already posed. Okay. What do you think about that? Do you actually believe that those yeah, people so who are big on materialistic yeah. things, they are craving... They are trying to fill in some gap in their life with my stuff. Mm. Um, I'm starting to see how I can lean to agreeing to that to some extent. Mm -hmm. Because um, sometimes it might be something to do with validation. So... There are some people who are like then what you was gonna say next, even if you refuse to play, is that <laughs> if you can be happy to just ride a bike in town, mm. that shows that you're so confident about yourself and uh, what you want to do that you don't like you have no care in the world of what people are gonna think about you. But there's people who are who as he put it, I think it's an exaggeration where if you if you have a Ferrari it means that you really yeah. want to hide a lot uh, and and they fill that gap with stuff. But to some extent, I think if you're full of love and uh, you, you know yourself and you love yourself, you kind of don't need a lot of stuff to be happy or to just validate yourself in the world. Um, yeah, this one I'm really curious to hear your, <laughs> your views on all your builds. Why can't it be just, why can't it be something also just like, you know, I just like good things. It doesn't have to feel something in me that i'm lacking it could be just that you know i've worked hard i've you know made a lot of money and i can afford that thing that is so nice and so good what what am i trying to feel there nothing i have money i have money that i can spend i can get that ferrari i can get the lamborghini i can get the g-wagon all those things it doesn't i agree and disagree at the same time it doesn't necessarily have to mean that there's something um definitely trying to feel but then again now that i think about it if i just want those good things yeah, it's because see, i never had them so i'm trying to fulfill and that you see, also what's your definition of good things because you see a ferrari is mm. like a supercar i think maybe we can his example it's a supercar if a normal car is like <laughs> one million a ferrari is like 40 times mm -hmm. the amount so good i think is also relative because a decent car can take you from point a to point b but when you're paying 50x for the same thing, the same way maybe, um, okay, maybe this is not a good example, mm -hmm. but I wanted to say, you know, it's <laughs> not a good example. So using that example of a car, a, a good car, I'd say is a car that functions, it's in good condition. And but it's the same way, even you, when you're in traffic and you see a Mercedes G-Series or something, don't you just sit and think, must be nice. Like, I wouldn't mind having that. I wouldn't mind having that Range Rover, Land Rover, Discovery, all those things. So it could be that. So fine, yes, we can have our bits that take us from point A to B. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to want, you know, that, ah, are you just in traffic, a Porsche, and you're like, what? I think the difference must becomes be nice. the, how, how much you value it. Because there are people who have good things, but they're not really, they, it's not the center of their life. You know the people, um, unfortunately, who they get, let's say, a new car. Then it becomes like all they do, uh -huh. post about. It becomes so okay. integral to their life. It even becomes like part of them, parts of their identity. 
I think that's now the diff, the big step. If if your your possessions make up your identity, then clearly there's something you're trying to hide. But if you're able to have an identity outside of your possessions, so you have your Ferrari, but you don't really call yourself the Ferrari man. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand that. I remember um, an example I was given of somebody who was probably, and most of us have actually have done that one point in our lives, maybe. Mm-hmm. Who was prob- who was living beyond his means? Like he had like a very good car, and I remember we were having the same conversation when we were looking at the parking. Had a very good car, but he lived like in a very very hey, funny. But he lived in a very questionable area, and to make it worse, it was to the extent that you know even when he was dating people, like the chick would end up being the one footing. Funny, funny to build that ideally he should be footing. This is a true story. True. And <laughs> when you go to his house. For the podcast. No, no, no. Very true. It's just that I can't uh, disclose the source. A lot of information. Yeah. Right? When they'd go to the guy's house, the fridge is absolutely empty. So this chick would take it upon herself to shop a bit for these small, small things. Like maybe eggs. If she knows she's spending their eggs, bread, da, da. And, and this guy is driving a very big car. A very nice car. A very sleek car. And then it was a time where, let's say they've even gone out and it's time to go home. How she lived, she was living within her means. So wherever she was living, it was a bit far and the road was obviously not Lamy. You know, Kawaii Yeah, like off-road. The, yeah, off-road. <laughs> it's called off-road. Off-road. Just, it's not Lamy. This guy <laughs> would never agree to drop her to the I gate because oh, of that car. off-road and the car could be injured and i'm like what kind of a life is that so yes your car is your most prized possession but, should but it really? yeah i'm like asha no yeah. uh, uh, it's just knowing that you're free you don't have food but you're okay just being seen having that beautiful car that's hard for me even I'm, I'm still stuck at your car is your most valued possession <laughs> clearly if your fridge does not have food if even no, when you go uh, for dates, you're yeah. almost splitting the bill. No, and even if you can't use your car to drop your date, your own person, and you have a car, as in the point of the car, I think, is to do such things. So, uh, I think that that that's a I don't know what to say um, about that story, but it's something to think about. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. Something's gone right in your past. If you're a parent and your child has no ambition to become famous. You're doing something right because that means that that person is able to deal with being them without too much other stuff. Look, I think one of the most beautiful but also dangerous ideas, it's an American idea, is the notion that anyone can, can achieve anything. Right? This we can, and we hear I just have a quick question. Do you, do you feel, or at some point in your life, have you ever felt the desire to be famous? No. Like... If there's one thing I'm terrified of, it's being famous. I am terrified of fame. And actually, that's the whole idea. That's the whole reason I I, I was open to a podcast. And I don't think I'll ever have like a YouTube channel. Like, I like being behind the scenes. No, like, it's already so much that I'm putting out about myself in this podcast. But there's a whole sense of security in terms of there's yeah, my face is not there. You don't get to see everything. Even in your podcast page, you don't put like your. I don't put myself. Just there, so you can employ <laughs> someone to be Carolina K. And then you just. <laughs> I am terrified, terrified of him, and that's because the world is a cruel place. You know, half the time people post something, you go to the comment section, you can't even believe. You know the hearts of people and. Me, I just can't deal with that. I like being behind the scenes. I like being, you know, there's no face to it. For the people that know me and are continuously getting to know me through the podcast, they don't already have a perception of me. They're getting to learn me through this and not based off my looks or whatever I may be showing you about my life. You're just getting to hear of it. And yes, we may make a perception of it, but it's not, it's not as big as when, you know, you're visually there. But yes, me, I'm terrified. Mm, terrified of fame. That's such a mature answer. Are you terrified of no, fame, no. Gen, Gen Z? Z. Gen Z? Everybody's craving for fame. Kwanza, I saw a, 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 
an article saying that TikTok, as part of what they use to keep you on the platform, I don't know, it could be true, you know, when you read something on the internet, you also don't need to believe everything you read, mm-hmm. that they make sure one of your first few videos goes viral, so that you have a, a taste of, like, how much you can actually, how, how famous you can get by being on TikTok. So that, I think, if, if it's true, is a good strategy, because a lot of people, Gen Zs and below, really crave for fame. Like, you know, it's, it's one thing to want, but there's also another thing to crave. Because people like celebrities, like being posted with celebrities, want to be famous, they want to do YouTube channels, they want to be on TikTok, they're trying challenges. Um, but do they actively think about the downside of being famous? I feel like they are sold on the upside. Yeah. But uh, I think the real question is the why. I don't know if people think about why you'd want to be famous um, and what that... Uh, yeah, just doing a pros and cons for fame. I think that's another conversation people need to have. But for me, I'd say, for the longest time, I was also in that bandwagon. You went to I, I have a video on YouTube. It's just a podcast I've not started. I have a very active Insta page. I'm on TikTok. But then you realize, what exactly do you want? Because you see, a fame, fame is also, it could be, you can use fame for good or for bad. Mm. So I think when you ask the, the why question, you're able to reflect and see if you really want to be famous. And I think over time you've started seeing how being famous has some really negative effects because if you do anything small, like the repercussions are heightened because everybody has an opinion about why you did this, why you did that and whatnot. So, uh, speaking on the fact that you said, you know, you're actually there. Are you still there? I don't Where so. you actually have this tiny sense of feeling that you actually would in mind being famous. Actually, right now, I'm not in that space. And I wouldn't say I've moved on from that space, but currently, as at 8th Jan 2021, <laughs> because, you see, I even stopped posting on Insta. I think in Kenya, we've started seeing how celebrities are exposed by one Instagrammer. Because <laughs> 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 I won't even name him. But, yeah. um, so, the, you see, p- people, and this is part of the conversation we're having, mm. we're ordinary. We make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Uh, but you see, as an ordinary person, you can fall down and pick yourself up and have friends. As a famous person, there are first of all people who are counting on and waiting for you to, to do an, the slightest of mistakes. Mm. It's going to be blown out of proportion and you really need to have a lot of, uh, a strong person to be able to handle that. So I think for me, I realize I'm a bit, I'm not the strongest of people. Like, <laughs> if, I, if I'm to be famous and you, you just do a post and then you have like a thousand comments of people attacking you, I don't know how they will to take that. Yeah. Uh, and is it even necessary? Well, let me ask. Do you like... think, even as we've been growing and having new and different experiences, do you think your career progression has influenced the fact that you wouldn't want fame anymore? Because if yeah. you think about it right now, so in your current job, if you're, would you give up your current job for fame or that side hustle that could give you fame and give you so much money? I was actually having a meeting with myself and all that. <laughs> it's good to have, I had 2021, you need to normalize meeting yourself. You just organize a meeting, you yeah. have an agenda, then you just sit down and just mm-hmm. think through your life. I think I, I thought about it mm-hmm. and looked at the upsides and downsides of uh, a, a famous life, which is a life that you have a lot of public perception on anything that you do. Yeah. Because it's a private life. And I think for me, I settled on a private life because you get to... There's some things, there's obviously a lot of perks about being famous. Yeah. But I think there's a lot more perks about not being famous. And just, you can do the silly things, you can go to a dingy place and it's not headlines for... Um, I think people don't people underestimate the number of things you can't do as a famous person. Mm. You can't just go anywhere and buy anything. <laughs> like where I'm from right now. You just have so many, you're just wondering what my followers think about, what if I'm seen. Yeah. And... Um, and with this day and age where everybody's holding a smartphone and can tweet things almost instantly, um, mm-hmm. it's quite, quite risky to be famous. And then also it comes with pressure, financial pressure, to just be at your best at all times, which is not realistic. So, um, I, but you've not understand my question. question. Did your current career influence. have an influence on that? Yeah, definitely. It did. Also, there's also this notion that when you're famous, you're rich. Yeah. And you see, there's that's that's a, such a big myth because there's a lot of people who are relatively famous or popular, but they don't have money because fame doesn't, especially in Africa, hmm. fame, you can be so famous but you're not making money out of it. And so, because I was fortunate enough to get a career that I'm able to make some uh, 
you see that you don't really need this that, that there's the you don't need to do so much because as a famous person you're most likely a content creator <laughs> so you need to create content you're literally employed by your followers to create content because that's how you make your money because you can't just decide to be famous and not do anything because if you're a youtuber that's you add you earn from creating videos um, which if you get bored or if you're old enough and you're not really as psyched up to do that see now your, your income is also tied into your output my so I think my respect. career influenced that um, yeah influenced that I respect content creators well, it's not for everyone by the way you are one of them so you I'm not <laughs> I'm just getting into the game okay <laughs> you're in the game by the way I'm just getting into the game but um imagine my point has escaped me i had a point with regards to your career and fame in which will come back to me oh. we can play the video and wait for it to come back it's from everywhere that is the spirit of our times it's a beautiful message but it's a dangerous no. message because if you really believe in a world where you can do anything and you've only done a bit, you've only done something, my goodness, how crushed you will feel. The possibilities for humiliation are so much greater now. If you go to an American bookshop and you look at the self-help section, there are basically two kinds of books on that shelf. The first kind is books telling you how to make a million dollars in an afternoon. And the other books are books telling you how to cope with what they call low self-esteem. And the two are totally related. If you live in a culture that's telling you how to make a million dollars in an afternoon, you're going to have a massive self-esteem problem because how can you achieve esteem of yourself when you're going to be part of the 99%, not the 1%? Most of us are going to have an ordinary life. So what have we done building a world in which an ordinary life is not good enough? This is crazy. This is a form of self-torture. We've now created a life where an pause, ordinary pause, pause. life... Uh-huh. I think the most profound thing that he said was the greatest realization was you know accepting that fact that 99% of us are just destined to be average normal you get yeah and that's something it's hard to accept it's a hard pill to swallow because um, on one hand we are sold that vision for that we need anything. to be the 1% yes and you, you, you deal that from everybody's trying to be number one in school and they can only be one number one so clearly mm. you're, you're being set up for failure um, but at the same time, I don't know, Abu, maybe you can press it, because you still need to be ambitious. Cause yes. The, the, the risk for me is just to normalize laziness. No, not <laughs> Actually, even as he continues into the episode, he actually says there is nothing wrong with being ambitious. Mm-hmm. You need to be ambitious. You need to be ambitious. You need to want more for yourself, but you're not supposed to hold yourself to that level of being exceptional because that's where we're all failing because if i try to compare myself with mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg. and you see for me hey, i'm like nothing is working i have no technical acumen no a billionaire a dollar billionaire by 23 and then you ask yourself what are you doing at 23 i'm way past 23 <laughs> <laughs> how far are you to get into a billion dollars i'm way and i'm nowhere near a billion dollars and that's why I'm saying that was the most profound thing that, you know, we actually need to normalize, we need to normalize, you know, that whole idea of what we have is enough. Your good health is enough. You know, that salary that keeps you afloat or that income that keeps you afloat is enough that you, you know, your family is healthy, you have great health, you know, you can afford you know your day to do day to do day to day expenses <laughs> your day to day expenses and that is equivalent to a rich life but from where we sit it doesn't come across that because we all want I to be the next point, Kylie Jenner want point, to be the next Kim Kardashian want to be the next Mark Zuckerberg want to be Elon Musk yeah, no. the way you are attacking my... Because yeah. I think my campus life, in fact, the course I did was influenced heavily by Mark Zuckerberg. And mm-hmm. that whole thing for you want to achieve uh, the greatest, but not understanding that I feel what I'm getting from you now uh, is 
we need to kind of have a reality check on the bar that we're setting up for ourselves and kind of lower it. Uh, and you know about Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Mm-hmm. That has been shown to me clearly through the pandemic uh, last mm-hmm. year. Because you see, when you work from home and just stick at home, yeah. it just takes you back to the basics. What do you need? You mm-hmm. need a proper shelter. Mm-hmm. You need water. You need food. You need friends. Because you see, you can have like material stuff. You can have three cars and two houses. <laughs> but you're going to lockdown now. You, you don't have friends. You yeah. only just meet people in the clubs. You go out. You need that void to be filled by actual friends. So you need love. Mm. I, I forget the rest. But <laughs> <laughs> but my point there is, you get to just realize what are the things that you actually need. And then the others are bonuses. So if you can have a supercar, that's good. But you don't need it. And you think people need to celebrate the fact that you can have shelter, food, yeah. and and once in a while be able to travel and experience new things, that's by there. Okay, like if you die after having lived that, that then you've educated your kids. They've gone to school. They're also kind of affording to have a decent life. That's that's a good life. But you think most people aim for like what you're calling exception, like outstanding um, yeah. achievements, which we all can't do. Because there's the 99% and there's the 1%. We all can't be the 1%. By the way, coming to think of it, what does it say when, you know, during the pandemic is when, you know, um, there was a lot of available rentals because a lot of people moved, right? So... Where did they move to? You you know. So (laughs) probably a lot of people were downsizing or others probably. For me, in my case, was... It was during the pandemic. So first, I was already so over my place, my previous apartment. And I was just so done. But it was during the pandemic that I realized, Yanni, I can't stand another day, another hour. Because my my space was very tiny. And then now when your whole life is just centered around your apartment, it got so frustrating. So it was during this time that... During the pandemic, there was a whole lot of available rentals. Like you drive around and there's so many to let, to let, to let. So a lot of people moved. Actually, even right now, there's something around Kile. Is it that the rent has been reduced in most of the places so that they can get guys? So is it that people were living beyond their means? If during a pandemic you had to up and move to somewhere else, so it could be both the people who moved to bigger spaces like myself, and there are those people who obviously yeah. moved to um had to downsize. So what does that say? Is it that most of us are living beyond our means, or could it have been actually been the fact that in a pandemic it's time to tighten the belts, yeah, like we need to save the most? There's no yeah. for. So I think one is people lost their jobs. A lot of people yeah. lost their jobs and their incomes. And so you really need to prioritize um, where you, if you can afford where you actually stay before the pandemic. Because if yeah. you lose your job, you really need to make drastic decisions. But also there's another point there inside there around, you really get to really ask yourself the hard questions. Do I really like this place? Yeah. Like this place, you know, I used to maybe spend a few hours here. Yeah. And I'm like, this living room, is it the best living room? I, you see now those are the questions about quality of life yeah um and many people now like me yourself you realized your sp- previous space was not adequate um, it wasn't why it was just so stressful except that it was minute but you see the more you grow the more the more your needs what it's not that your needs uh, expand but the more you grow the more you ought to grow some other things so i had done my fair short time my fair for sure. sure of time, sure time. <laughs> you've done the you've done the time i done my time there and even before the pandemic happened i had always been looking for just bigger space especially because of my kitchen and it just used to frustrate me mm. but then now even when the pandemic happened and you know we're adjusting to the new normal of working from home everything is happening in your home you wake up you go to the living room you work from there you pick all those a million calls and then it's the same place you're supposed to sit and unwind and relax it it was it just wasn't the same so i needed more space to be able to adjust to this new normal where i can separate these things because you already know even in our field of work like our work is intense yeah. it's crazy and you need to be able to switch off and drive and i needed a space that, like that 
that I can move from this place and feel like I'm in a totally new space be it from my kitchen no from my bedroom to my living room it creates that change and helps me be able to cultivate that work-life balance because it was so hard when we started too too hard yeah it was so hard for everybody yeah um, but i forget what you were talking about <laughs> <laughs> wow trust gen v trust yeah i'm being honest but they... it's the only way is materially more comfortable than it's ever been an ordinary life you're going to get a good car you're going to be able to have a bath every night you're going to have a roof over your head you're going to have pretty nourishing food right so materially an ordinary life is terrific but then we've put a snake in the grass we've ruined paradise that we've built and our ancestors have built for ourselves by telling ourselves that actually contrary to everything we hoped for actually an ordinary life is psychologically not good enough it's not good enough just to drive an ordinary car and have an ordinary yes, house and have an ordinary yeah. bath once a day and have an ordinary meal. No, that's not good enough. You need to be extraordinary. Become Mark Zuckerberg. Become somebody else, right? This is a kind of torture that we've imposed on ourselves. We're insane. How have we made a life you can pose where the, the statistical odds... Do you feel a pressure to be extraordinary? Or have you normalized ordinary... Like, okay, let me ask her another way. As you think about the answer is, have you ever thought about what would be your ideal, happy life that if you were able to have that kind of lifestyle, you would be happy? So things like where you live, the kind of car you'd have, how big would your house be, proximity to work, if that's a thing, proximity to your children's school. Um, and the reason why someone gets into such an exercise is because it helps you have a bit more clarity on the what is actually important. Because Mark Zuckerberg is a billionaire, but at the end of the day, he can't drive seven cars. He, he can't even spend his money even if he mm. wanted to. At the end of the day, he still needs a single house to stay. If it's so big, it can be 18 bedrooms, but he doesn't need 18 bedrooms. He has, I think, two kids or one kid, I think. So he just needs like a 2BR. <laughs> He'd be okay in a 2BR. He needs two cars, maybe one for him, one for his wife. He can drive it to the office. He needs some good food. Ultimately, you find that you and a billionaire, well, actual needs are not too much. What then becomes the challenge, I think, is what now is, is what you call fun. So what do you do for fun? So there now, if you have more money, you're able to do some more interesting or uh, wild uh, trips or activities versus if you're not too wealthy you're limited in terms of what you can do because you see makasakaba can literally go anywhere in the world uh, but do you really want to do that um, and is that something that will limit your happiness have you ever thought of things like that because that's i think what he's getting at because once you think about that you realize you don't really need too much to be to be okay and to be happy in life for me i don't have one specific at a goal that if I get all those things, I'll be the happiest. That so do if I ride, if I ha- I drive that Porsche, or if I have that mansion, or if I have, you know, a salary reaching, you know, a salary that's this much. I have an, you know, a business that gives me this much income. I think for me, I celebrate my continuous growth in the sense that. When I said out working, the salary I used to have back then used to feel so much and I was so happy. What? You know, that's Tell more salary. How much is it? <laughs> I can't even say it. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I'm not saying it. Okay, so. But, you know, that salary, what? Huh? That salary <laughs> was, was so big, you know, and it made me so happy and my life was comfortable then. And you know, back then, I used to look at you know the poll I used to work with, and by the way, by the way, this is another story. It's an episode for another day. Like my experiences, my first experience in the corporate world. You know, I was working with such well put together people. A lot of ladies in the field. Um, you know, they were driving the best of the cars. So they had good salary. One percent. They were super achievers. Are they really? I can mark Zuckerberg are the achievers. Oh. These ones, are, you know, they're just ahead of me. Like, the one percent 
is is a elusive thing because there's the one percent in terms of wealth in the world but mm. even in the office there's normally like a one percent there's just the people who are normally because basically one percent means in everything even in your class number one is a one percent in grades in the field in sports there's now the guy who's the best at football he's the one percent mm. so even in the office there are people who seem to be wakoko the best car so in terms of but you know in the parking the lot they're the one percent in the parking lot <laughs> no the best is relative to where you are in life. Mm-hmm. So to me, these people who are my immediate team, to me, having joined, just joined the corporate world, fresh from uni, having to see women well put together, you know, driving such amazing cars, you know, there were such go-getters, you know, there were bullies in the, the boardroom, you the know, <laughs> it was so intimidating. But, you know, then my aspirations were to get there where, you know, have my own money you know when we go for drinks you're not actually calculating the coins you have in your bank <laughs> you're just drinking. calculating yeah you're just ordering and ordering and ordering you know and being able to be so outspoken so for me i don't have that specific goal that if i have this i'll be the happiest i love that continuous progression because what i used to wish for back like five years ago they're not the same dreams i have right now what i've achieved everything that i wanted back then and now i'm chasing even bigger things because at that point the the epitome of greatness or uh, you know or the best that time was what these people had mm. and then when i grew and got to where they're at now i'm seeing the people now they used to look up to what they have being you know i have to plug in a quote over here that you should uh-huh. never compare yourself today to who someone you should never compare yourself to who someone else today instead you should compare yourself to who you are yesterday because if you go to the office on the day you start the people who are way ahead of you yeah so if you compare with them obviously you're not there but if you compare yourself three years in an office to who you were three years ago then you get to appreciate the journey absolutely agreed so now that's why i'm giving my example is i was fresh i didn't know any better this all i knew that, that was you what know, success that, that was what success, success looked like. like and then i worked towards that now you see i don't compare myself to what i dreamt of or wished for five years back now i'm looking at where i'm at right now and looking at all the next steps that are ahead of me you know all those things that they get to enjoy that's what i'm chasing continue <laughs> that's what i'm chasing what are you doing <laughs> i'm making a content that's what i'm chasing and that's why for me there is such gratification in the growth in the process you know that whole process of growing and achieving these small milestones so it doesn't mean by the way don't look at you know all those people who are rich who are billionaires and have all these things and think oh my god you know i'm i'm still in awe i still look at them and i'm like maki must be nice Aki, god where was I? Where was I when you were handing out, you know, all these talents and, you know. But I am very in touch with reality and I appreciate where I'm at. If, and I think, why did I ever write this? For me, um, the idea of a good life is having good health, my family having good health, and us being able to have wealth that not only meets our needs but affords us even those luxuries be it that right now our luxury could be doing a trip to dubai that's you know that's okay it may not be that do we have private jets helicopter rides and whatnot but that makes me so happy and then after we achieve that and we grow and then we're able to do maybe like a euro trip for example you know we can go and rent a hotel, Siju, for like two weeks. You, there's those career progressions moving away from Siju when you do a trip and you have to do Airbnb or you do hostels or you do, you know, that makes me happy. And I think I wrote that down. I'm trying to remember. I feel like it feels like deja vu. I feel like I've had this conversation either with somebody or with myself. You're meeting yourself. That's good. Good progress. <laughs> but for me, that's what happiness feels like because if I'm being absolutely honest and it's it absolutely sounds like even defeated mentality, but sometimes I look at, you know, all the talent that there is in the world. And, and sometimes I sit and wonder what makes me that exceptional? What would make me that exceptional to compete against, 
you know, such diverse talents and standouts. So for me, fine, it may sound like difficult mentality, but that's a struggle I deal with every day, having to feel like I am so unique and that I can bring up something absolutely unique that could beat everybody else. Because what are the chances? What are the chances that I'll always constantly be number one? So me, I'm in touch with that reality. Mm, you're happily in the 99% <laughs> is what you're saying. I am which, happily. Which, yeah, because I think that's, that's a good reality check. And I don't know if it's, a, it's something about maturity. Because growing up, you're normally, I feel like you're normally brought up and told that you can be number one, you should be number one. Why are you not number one? And we all can't be number one. That's the reality. Yeah. The most I think you can tie, maybe three people can tie at number one. Yeah, I'm not even adding that. Yeah, but if people tie a case. Three. Yeah. You see, there's number three number ones, then there's a number four. But you see, okay, that just yeah. shows right. how hard it is for people to, to, to like it's only one person who's gonna get it. Mm. So I think the point I'm getting from you, which is something I'm also just uh, learning, is it's okay to not be able to achieve like super success, which is now what uh, creating uh, like a, a world changing because what Kinawakizakabad have done is not a small thing. You create a product that is being used by almost 3 billion people. 1 million people can't do that because now how many products will be used by so many people? But um, just understanding your space in life and having realistic goals and normalizing that, I think there's a, a lot of strength in that because someone was telling me about uh, when you're, let's say, in the ghetto. <laughs> when you're in the ghetto, man, Coco in the streets you mm. see your goal in life is to get out of the ghetto yeah. so if you get out of the ghetto and move to and the ghetto is just a, a, it's it's hypothetical so your ghetto can be <laughs> you know, Nairobi can be your ghetto you cannot get to to a different country yeah. but you see if you successfully move from the ghetto to out of the ghetto uh, that's already a success story that was your battle and you won it and you succeeded someone else might be uh, working at company X that is doing big things see their target is obviously different because they want to do even bigger things so i think understanding where you are in life and setting mm-hmm. realistic goals is for me the takeout i've gotten from this whole conversation uh, and more people should do that i don't want to say that i don't want to use the word normalize <laughs> we, misuse that we need to normalize not using the word normalize exactly. in every conversation yeah <laughs> but yeah for me it's the same um the same takeout in terms of we need to start celebrating our small wins. Like, you know, we, we need not to compare ourselves with all these other people who are doing way better than us because that only sets us up for, you know, sadness, frustration, disappointment. Because when you get to look at your Selfies. life... Yeah, when you review your life and, you know, you're looking at this other person who's achieving so much and you're nowhere near there and it doesn't even look like it will ever, you know, opportunities will ever open up for you to even get there. The only healthy thing to do is accept that we all have different journeys. And I've come to learn that even, by the way, my career is what has taught me that in terms of my career, in terms of... There have been people have, you know, that picture of success that I used to look up to and something changes along the way and their whole life turns on a, you know, a whole different tangent. And I'm like, you know, I was chasing that so bad. I really wanted to become this person, but I shouldn't have to, you know, um, I shouldn't have to kill myself trying to get there. I need to understand that, you know, everybody has their timing. You know, however my journey is, and I even said in my previous episode where, for me, I benchmark myself with the poll I started in. We started at the same time. Or the poll I found at the same level with me, I benchmark, I benchmark myself with them. So there are those people who are way ahead of me, and that motivates me to get, you know, yeah. to try and catch up with them. That's what we can define as ambitious. But it shouldn't be that... Every day you go to sleep wondering, you know, dreaming of how you'll be famous. You know, you'll wake up one day and you have millions and millions of dollars and it makes no sense. Appreciate your journey. Appreciate it may not be the same. You know, people have different journey and just appreciate that. 
and celebrate yourself. Celebrate or, that. You celebrate know, your small, small wins. wins. Yeah. And celebrating your small wins is not posting it on Instagram. I think you need to clarify oh, that. Yeah. Abu, there's also celebrating your own. You celebrate for yourself. You know, I feel like when you start sharing, that's now trying to to give other people pressure. Uh, celebrating. But sometimes when people are celebrating, they're also trying just to motivate other people. Why do all those people post on LinkedIn? It can be arguable, but that's a whole other topic. Yeah. So for me, I think the question and how we can wind up is yeah. to ask you, mm. uh, what are some of the small wins you had last year that are part of your journey? Think about it, I'll give mine, that it's not something massive that you can't like go on top of the, I don't know, the mountain to, to shout for people to clap for you. But it's something that you, you, you're proud of yourself for doing, however small it is, and that you are looking to just have similar small wins in 2021. For me, mm-hmm. uh, you see, there's, I, I always had this goal of becoming a dollar millionaire, mm-hmm. which I still, I don't know if I still do, but that, that was something I, I gave myself pressure to, to want to achieve. But then last year, one of the small goals that I, 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 I think I achieved, which I'm proud of, and I've just realized now, is I was intentional about being out of debt, getting out of debt. Yeah. And many people are normally in perennial debt. So just look who police are here, I'm sure they're there, do you tell her like this, yeah. branch like that. So for me, I was intentional about getting out of debt, making sure you've cleared all the debts and you're just debt free. At least even if you die, nobody can come to your funeral and start claiming CG. Daniel next week. So I think that's a small win because mm-hmm. that's what something we celebrate people for doing. But I think it's something that if, if you're debt free, it's something that you should be happy about. And it's something that um, I'm happy too. I think one of my greatest wins or highlights of last year was doing things that I ideally would never have done. Mm. Starting with this podcast. Mm. Yeah. I was waiting for you <laughs> to mention the podcast because starting the podcast itself, that's a very big, yeah. just starting it, not even that you're having 10,000 subs, yeah. 1 million, just starting and saying you have an episode out, that's a huge achievement. That was You've so already out of the norm. How and we can actually years? celebrate that with you because you're the one who actually pushed me. <laughs> you pushed me mm. uh, to get started just based off the things I was telling you that I cared about. And you even gave me a timeline. You gave me a timeline of a week to figure it out. Because you see, you are acting as if podcasting is like setting up. But it felt on, like on it was so foreign. And fine, I finally got to do it. And by the way, that's one of the things I celebrate so much because I'm a very cautious, meticulous person and I like to stay within my comfort zone. So this was one thing that I'm most proud of about 2020 that I got out of my comfort zone. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You should have effects for it. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger crowd. We will look for them. If we don't find it, we'll settle for you. So. Your sound effects. And then the second thing was for me, and it's it's so weird because I've grown up with a mom who is just a hustler. She has oh Don't laugh. <laughs> you know I'm laughing. No, you've massacred those ground nuts. <laughs> this part will edit out. There's <laughs> no for editing. But yeah, You're I so deep. <laughs> The way I've grown up with a mom who's a hustler, who's done absolutely anything and everything to, you know, to educate us and take us to the best schools. I have, I had zero business acumen. Like there was nothing that used to scare me like business. And I'd applaud all the people who try, you know, different things to earn an income. And it was only until this year that I tried very small things. You know, I can't call them a business, but they were side hustles that gave me an extra income uh, you know a profit margin and it was so um it was so liberating just realizing that it doesn't have to be that hard it's when i actually understood you know the people always say you can't you can't sleep hungry how can you sleep hungry in this world there's so many ways to make money i always used to think ah that's full they're just in their own world because for me i could never sit and think of what is that one thing I can do and get even a profit of a hundred bob or two hundred bob? And then I started small things and I started around things that I value. You know, things that I struggle to get good quality authentic things. And once I found those plugs, I started sharing that with people, obviously with a markup and 
it has been so exciting reporting a profit of 500 to all that you know to however much it grows and i think for me those are the two great wins for yeah and you see 2020. what i've learned in corporate we need to end up <laughs> is uh, yeah that uh packaging so you see mm. you can do a small thing but in corporate people really package yeah as, so how i could package your achievements is you you conquered your fears yeah. of starting a podcast you see you say i conquered my fears already you have you everybody's interest of starting a podcast yeah and then two you made profits like you started a business that broke even and made profits yeah the, the rest are details <laughs> so those two things are very huge sounding yeah. and and you did it last year and you see so look at it as you faced your fears and actually did something you didn't think you could two things actually yeah. uh, one was commercial the other one was non-commercial and yeah so that also shows encourages you that you can do more things like that and yeah it keeps you going it ha- keeps you on that train of being ambitious and not just settling for as much as we are advocating no, not ambitious i think for me it keeps you celebrating yourself you're like okay i did we are I'm, celebrating not but, I'm not a billionaire yeah. but look at me i started a podcast look at me I started a business and I'm making Yeah, but, and that's what I'm saying, it doesn't stop you from thinking big. It's okay to think big and try and execute on that, but you're not supposed to crucify yourself in case you don't get to that, you know, that fame, renowned status that and everybody is normally chasing. So yeah, I you definitely. Before you, how do you normally wrap up? You just end there with the, yeah, so good. Yeah, day. I <laughs> end with and that's it from us have, like a, like a parting shot that should be uh, a parting shot or like what's your take out so after you watch this, let me let me help you for this episode so, so yes. if you have listened if, if you've made here first of all you need to celebrate everyone will yeah. to the end because this is a long podcast <laughs> this is the longest i've done by the way so, so thank you to everybody who stuck it out so if you've made it here i don't know if there's a comment section but just reflect on your life on what are the things you achieved however small last year uh, celebrate those things and be happy that you achieved them for yourself because you're in competition with yourself. Don't compare yourself. We have a quote where this is the parting shot. Yeah. Don't compare who you are today with who someone else is today. Instead, compare yourself to who you are yesterday. Drop smike. Yeah. I've left the room. Look <laughs> 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 like a footsteps the me checking out. <laughs> tick, 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 tick. Oh my. Thank you so much for that, Wairi. Thank you for making the time. To indulge in this conversation to everybody that has stuck it out until the end uh, we appreciate you feel free to please share your thoughts on the same um and as you have a meeting with yourself feel free to share voice notes because clearly there's no comment section on podcast can comment on your instagram page they can feel free to comment on my instagram page carol with a k Yes, <laughs> Carol with a K on IG, and feel free to send me voice notes on the same platform. Just letting me know, you know, your greatest celebrations of 2020, and you know we can celebrate each other on the same. So, from me and Wairi, we're wishing you. Wairi has left the room. I don't have <laughs> the mic and left. I'm not here. I'm pre- presenting him even while he's still here. From me and Wairi, thank you so much. Have a great evening. Bye.